Johnny, thank you so much for coming on. Pleasure, mate. Absolute um, pleasure. I've seen a lot about what you're up to on social media um, and all your positivity that you're trying to spread across the world. Yeah, trying. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think that's that's quite a big issue with the world at the minute. Yeah. People are are struggling. Yeah, they are. Uh, it's not surprising either, really, if you think about it. Um, you know, if you could design a, a mental health sort of pandemic or um, global catastrophe of, an, of a sort of mental health, it would look like this, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. It really would. If you could design it, it would look like this. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that people are, are struggling. Um, and I think as well, we've been given a lot of... Um, you know, perception of negativity and positivity is interesting. We've had a lot of food for thought recently, and I think a lot of the way we live our life has been challenged. Yeah. And I think that's going to cause a lot of people to feel anxious and a little bit sort of scared. Yeah, absolutely. About, about what, what does this mean? You know, that, that might mean that people realise they don't enjoy their jobs yep. because they've not been there. Um, they might not even enjoy some of the people that live in their house <laughs> which yeah, i've been there <laughs> yeah so so with that said i think uh, that's a terrifying thought yeah. some of the major staples of your life are being challenged all of a sudden and uh, what do you do with that information do you ignore it or do you do something about it well yeah, yeah. E either one's that's down to yourself isn't it? it it is yeah yeah and it's uh that's why i think uh i think people are noticing it you know that I think sometimes when you live somewhere, whether it's a, a country or, or whatever, um, you will have a certain way of living your life. And I think for the first time ever in, in well, not ever, but for the first time, certainly in a long time, we're all in the same boat. <laughs> and it uh, doesn't matter where you are in the world. No, it's like, yeah. oh, you're affected by this, this one thing or these multiple things that are going on. So yeah, it's terrifying times, but there is a lot to be taken out of it that's positive, I think. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Um, we'll get into that anyway. But, yeah. um, so, life coach. Yeah. Fitness I, coach. Wow. Strength <laughs> coach. Um, father of two. Yes. Husband. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, all those things. And <laughs> what, what would you say that has um, brought you into being a coach in, in general, really? Well, I've just recently realised and, and de I've decided upon a name. I've been, I've been a, a health and fitness coach, a personal trainer since 2006. And um, before that, I was a professional wrestler, which is... Um, Were you? Yeah, people find that quite random. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was a professional wrestler and... Um, but like W... W yeah, I started. Off, I started. I went to a. I went to a gym. I lived in um, Hertfordshire, right. and there was a gym, um, a well-known gym that taught wrestling uh, and all sorts of. I think. I think arguably it was a mixed martial arts gym before mixed martial arts were a thing. Right. Um, and there was a lot of dis different disciplines there, and I was quite interested in going there. It was in Sittingbourne in Kent. And uh, I took my biggest, baddest mate I could find. He <laughs> 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 looked like a henchman from a Bond movie. Uh, and I said, I need you to come with me because I'm too scared. <laughs> and he said, no problem. And uh, I, I went in there. Uh, we both got beaten up. It, Did you? Yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> like, you think you could fight or you think you could take care of yourself and then you go to a gym like that and they seem to teach you differently. But... He, he he didn't enjoy it at all, uh, whereas I did. And right. um, I kept going back, he stopped. And after three months or so of getting my sort of head kicked in, really, <laughs> I had a 60-year-old guy come over and teach me some moves, and uh, that was it. And then on, I was uh, I was um, into some fighting. And then one time, I had the opportunity to do some professional wrestling. And I grew up watching professional wrestling. I loved it. I did, yeah. yeah absolutely loved it. Um, it was uh, 
was a bit of an escape for me, much needed one. Yeah. And um, when I had the opportunity to do that, I mean, they call it a job. It's not a job. It's absolutely fantastic. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it was a it was a really great way to uh, to sort of learn really and evolve. There's so many. You know, if you you look at some of the most successful people in the world, look at Dwayne Johnson, look at John Cena. You know, there's a lot of lessons to be learned from the professional wrestling industry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, um, I came out of that because I was injured and I met my wife. Um, and I became a PT. Um, it seemed like the next natural step. I was very much into the gym. I was always in there. Um, and uh, I found myself giving advice to people in the gym right. um, on what to do and how yep. to do it. Usually not what to do. You know, people swinging weights. I'm like, dude, that's not really... Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, people get a bit funny if you tell them, don't they? Yeah, and that's where I think you need the education because yeah. um, there is a certain approach. I mean, early on, I, I, I criticised... Uh, no, no, I suppose I was trying to give feedback on somebody's squats only to realise that what they were doing was on purpose. It was, it was intentional. It was because they were uh, doing a certain sport and that was a requirement for their sport. So you learn to ask, oh, why is it you're doing it that way? Yeah, things yeah. Like that. But the health and fitness industry was 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 great. I loved it. I, I loved helping people. Um, I had so I lived in in Hertfordshire near London, so I had so many great opportunities to meet people that are, are now technically famous, I suppose. Uh -huh. So it, it, they did really well, um, and um, it taught me, on hindsight, uh, that I love helping people. Yeah, and that um, helping people, I have a passion for it and I have a talent for it. Um, but over time, it was actually my 40th birthday. What, um, why, why do you think, sorry, sorry no, no, what, why, why do you think that you like to help people? What is, what is it about helping people that you get so much from? It's, it's, it's tied. It's heavy, really, if I'm honest. It's tied to my trauma, my childhood trauma. Yep. I'm a, I'm a trauma survivor. That's what I've, this is recent language that I've learned, um, yep. you know, uh, and I witnessed domestic violence done towards my mother right. and my siblings and um obviously that i was hurt too so there's some child abuse in there and i think that when you grow up in that environment um there are certain things that come into your scope you know hypervigilance, um uh, fear of failure all these different things all yep. these different ways of being um but one thing you become really good at is problem solving you know so you're always bring it a bit closer mate sorry yeah there we go yeah <laughs> so, so you're always looking around for danger, yeah. you know, all the time, because that's what you're basically trained to do. Yeah. Um, but you also, well, I did anyway. I became, I became sort of um, a father figure to my siblings um, and the support network to my mum. My Younger mom, siblings. Yeah, yeah. So I was the oldest. Um, and my mum always refers to me as, uh, as her life coach <laughs> from beginning, you know. There's some of the stuff that was put on me, and, I, and I, I'm not angry about it. My mum needed somebody, and I was there. Mm. Um, but, you know, from early memories from, from eight years old, I can remember sitting there with my mum talking about some heavy stuff, yep. you know, talking about um, debt and, you know, domestic violence and, and various other things. So I became very good at helping my mum and problem solving. So y you grew up quickly then? Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, one of the things I've recently found out is that yes, I have a passion and a talent for helping people. But one of the things I realized I didn't realize is I also had an addiction to it. I was addicted to helping people, right. which meant it was a compulsion. And the oh. issue there is that if you want to be really good at helping people and still stay sane, <laughs> you have to choose to help people, not feel compelled to. 
Uh, and that's something that I've had to learn recently um, in the last few years. Um, a story I've told before many times is um, my, my um, son and I went to a electrical store um, in Truro to get a, um, a camera stand. Right. And uh, there was a woman on the phone in front of us and she's crying her eyes out on this phone call and she comes off and I just couldn't help it. <laughs> I felt so compelled. I was like, excuse me, are you okay? She's breaking her heart in this queue and I couldn't watch it. It was awful. Mm. And, uh, you know, I won't go through the entire story, but she, she had had... Um, she had had a, 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 a succession of really unfortunate phone calls and uh, yeah, she needed to change her perspective on things and, and that's what we did. We had a conversation and basically <laughs> coached her in the queue. Yep. But what was that? What was wonderful is after a few days, she got back to me and uh, uh, got, got in touch, contact with me through social media and she was like, oh my gosh, you're like an angel. And I was like, okay, I've never been called an angel before, <laughs> but cool, I'll take that one off. <laughs> you know, but, you know, going back to what I was saying, I think, I think um, I... I enjoy, I don't know if I'm honest, I don't know why I feel drawn to, but I know it's tied to the trauma. Um, I think I like seeing other people be okay. You yeah. know, I like, I like knowing that when somebody comes to me that they're in a good place because there's nobody that cares more and that's the truth. You know, um, I just enjoy, I really enjoy it. I, it's nothing, nothing makes me happier than seeing somebody succeed, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And, but some, some people don't like to, like some people like so like for instance doing a podcast setting yeah. up a podcast right mm. you know people like to, oh he's doing well you know he's set up a podcast you know yeah. he's, he's, he's doing this he's doing that but you don't want to get too doing too well because then it's like oh well you know he's getting a bit too big for his boots now some people don't like people going on to be too successful do you know yeah. what i mean yeah and i and think, I, think uh, I think that's i think that stems from people not being happy with what they're doing most likely um a lot of the time i've come to realize in life that a lot of things that a lot of behaviors that come from other people that are unpleasant to experience or hard to watch or hard to be around is usually about them it's a lot less to do with you than you realize you know mm. um jealousy is definitely one of them uh, obviously but you know you you're you're obviously got a talent for this. You know, you, you've gone to a lot of trouble. Um, my personal experience, I know how much trouble you've gone to. <laughs> and I know how this hard has this has been. Is like, <laughs> this has been six months in the making. Yeah, it's, so not, like it's not easy. COVID hit and like, yeah, it's, I wanted to be able to have that personal, having to be stood in front, sat in front of someone having a chat and, yeah. uh, and talking. And like, obviously at certain points of the year, we couldn't do that. Um, like setting up this podcast like we said just before you know i didn't even have a computer yeah i didn't yeah. know anything about microphones audio what sort of cables you need uh cameras it's a lot to learn stands yeah like oh and, and that's then putting it all together <laughs> and it's like oh my goodness me but I, th I think it's important um and it's something that i had to do myself was um to take that opportunity to to, to actually acknowledge that to actually think man i did this yeah, I, yeah. I managed to create this i yeah. managed to get work this all out yeah because there are lots of people that would look at all this and go no thanks <laughs> yeah. they just wouldn't bother and yeah. that's okay but, but you did <laughs> but like for, for me i i i felt like so like i've had a career so i uh, uh, well yeah i've had a career that's done me a good stead it's got me a house it's provided for my family but I've always held quite high standards for myself as a young man. Yeah. And 
I've always felt like I've got more. I've got more to give. I don't know what it is, and I've been looking for what I want to do for ten years. Really, ten years it's taken me to figure out what what can I do, what can I do with my life that I can actually make an impact on my own life as well as other people's. Yeah. Um, and I've literally gone to all lengths and extremes and stress and worry about life just getting away from me yeah and i've not achieved anything i don't think that's true no but <laughs> it's it's yeah. do you know what i mean unlike yeah. when i look when i sit back and you know if i just sit there and just think about what i've got in my life mm. i've got so much more than other people yeah and i've got so much to be grateful for yeah and um but i just i just like i said i've got such high standards for myself that i i feel that i need I can, if I can give a bit more, mm. I don't feel like I should hold back from that. I just want to... No, go for it. Because yeah. most likely, them restrictions that you're feeling, that restrictor that's that's put on you is not from you. No. You know what you, know you want to do. Yeah. It, it, it's other people around you yeah. who put, put their anxieties and their insecurities and their limiting beliefs on you. And they don't mean to. They don't do it to be unkind. It, it comes from a good place. They, yeah. they care about you, but... And most likely they don't want to see you fail because to them, in their mind, that's the worst ever. But mm. sometimes I find, and I found very often, that I would rather try and fail than to sit back one day when I'm 80, 90 years old and think, I wish I'd tried. Because yeah, there's nothing yeah. you can do about it then. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, you know, yeah. ten for yeah, 10 years or so, I've tried things and completely, like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this. It's not for me. Right, mm. try something else. Try do this, try and do that. Um, and... I don't know. I've just sort of come to the point where something just clicked. Yeah. I, I love watching podcasts. I listen to yeah. podcasts. All I, I'm in the I'm in a vehicle for one to three hours a day driving. God send. So <laughs> play. Yeah. You know, I don't want to listen to some terrible radio stations. <laughs> <laughs> no, no specific. No, yeah, ones, won't no. No. <laughs> Any local ones anyway. And. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to sort of, you know, what am I doing with my time? I'm spending all this time I in a vehicle driving around. What can I do with my time that I can take from this? Yeah. So, like, listen to a podcast. What And then when I listen to a podcast, I think, right, no, I don't want to listen to that one. That one's not, I'm not going to get anything out of that. Right, what, yeah, I'll listen to that one. Yeah. What that can, I can get something out of that. I know that person will offer something. Yeah. They're, they're, in the they're interesting. They're, yeah. you know, and... I'm always picking people's brains. Asking questions. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same. It's a nightmare. People hate it. Like when I go to seminars and stuff, I'm that guy that's like, <laughs> I've got some questions. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh no. All the way down. <laughs> yeah. It's like, question 85. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's, that's cool. I mean, you know, I, I, I feel, feel that what you're saying. I, I totally understand that. And, yeah. and I've had similar experiences, but I've got to a point in my life where I've, I've, you know, like last year when I was 40 years old, um, my wife and kids bought me a hammock. Best present I've ever had. So really? I'm lying. Which one of the hammock? Oh my gosh, it's great. I've always want I was, I was lying in my back garden, in my hammock, um, listening to a podcast. Yeah. And um, I've always, be, I've been into self-development the whole time, right? So I'm listening to this podcast and I'm cracking on, you know, thinking, yeah, 40 years old. And every year I have this moment of reflection around, around my birthday. Yeah. What have I done since last birthday when I sat and reflected? And I decided, you know what, I, I don't, I, I, I don't want to be the 50-year-old PT. 
No. You know? uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. I, I just didn't want that. You right. know, I wanted, and you know, I looked through all of my testimonials from my clients and they all said very kind things about how it helped them achieve their goals and all that sort of stuff. But there was one line that was almost in every single one. And that was, Johnny helped me change the way I think. And I was just like, it hit me in that moment. Strangely enough, I was listening to a podcast who, of a person who's a life coach. And I was just like, maybe I'm not a PT. Hmm. Like maybe I've been like masquerading more, as one this whole time. That, yeah, yeah that, maybe that at one point that, that was my vessel for, for helping people. And, you know, what I discovered was, you know, with health and fitness, if I give you a diet plan or some diet guidance, yep. more, and I give you an exercise routine. <laughs> oh, I think you look good, man. <laughs> um, if I give you diet guidance and a uh, exercise plan, right, it should be that easy, right? Here mm. you go, do that. But it's not that easy. No, it's not because people don't do it. Now but that's why I need to know how you think. Yeah, that's you know? like, yeah, hundred percent. And yeah. people need to be honest with themselves. Mm. And that's hard. They try mm. and like, I've done it. Mm, I'm trying to <laughs> manipulate myself. Yeah. Into trying to a certain way mm. when I know how I think mm. I know that when I'm tired at the end of the day I'm looking in the cupboards mm. yeah <laughs> yeah but you know and that is something I wanted to get onto as well with like the diet and the fitness thing you know there's so many different um there's so many gimmicks out there there's so many lies and just absolute nonsense that's in the fitness industry yeah that people just believe like the, yeah. di- the amount of diets that are out there yeah that people be like follow this one follow that one just take it easy a minute and just i think you need to go back to basics a little bit sometimes very often in in any situation when it comes to creating permanent change it comes back to the basics very often yeah. i think you know i mean i i don't have you know i'm careful i've got a friend named andy vincent who i, I did a podcast interview with recently and we've, we've known each other for a while yeah. And we're very conscious now that we're both the same age and that we don't want to come across like the grumpy old trainer. <laughs> so yeah. we're very careful about what we say. Old school grumpy. Old yeah, 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 yeah. You know, just I'll like, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, you know, I don't have any issues with the fitness industry, um, but I think it's, it's about understanding that there's a lot of people in the fitness industry that have agendas. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. They're, they're there to make money. And I think the fundamental thing is they work, some, some of these companies, not all of them, work very hard to convince you that you have an issue that they can solve, which is marketing 101. Yeah, the the yeah, first thing they yeah. asked you in any marketing is what's the problem that you can solve that yeah. people have, you know? Um, and if, if you can't figure that out, guess what? You create one. You know, you should be thinner. <laughs> you know, yeah. I could convince you that you need to be thinner and yeah. that, oh, well, by the way, I do these shakes or I do these things, you yeah. know? And, and, that's, and that's what happens. But I think, Fundamentally, the approach that I took to um, to health and fitness was, my, quite honestly, probably the worst business model there ever was. My my feeling was that people, I've done my job correctly when I know that that person doesn't need me anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, when they can say, Johnny has been great, thank you, I've learned all I need to go, I can go to the gym on my own, I can regulate my, my food intake, I'm drinking loads of water, I'm sleeping right, off I go. Mm. You know, so if they've done that, then I've done my job. That's not brilliant business model, <laughs> you know, but that's just who I am. Yeah. You know, I, I, I want to go on to the next person and help the next person. But I think what it comes down to is um, people need to realize that there's no, there's, if they're using the word should 
I should be getting up in the morning and going on the cross trainer. I should be eating the salad. I should be running. I should be going to the gym. Should's not a word that relates entirely to you. It's probably somebody else's agenda yeah, yeah. most of the time. Yeah, that's, that's such a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's somebody else's agenda. Somebody's yeah. put that into your life. You should be doing this. You yeah. should be doing that. Because should, you know, I want to. I'm yeah. going to. And you know. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone's different. Everyone's got their own lives. Everyone's got their mm. own stuff going on. And for me, I had to find a way to... So basically, I used to train. I used to, I used to do my training mm. and my fitness in the evenings. So I do my do my work, stress out about getting home on time, <laughs> and you know, a little bit fatigued at the end of the day. Uh, go and do my 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 gym or my fitness or whatever it was that I was I, I would do, and get home, scoff my my dinner, and it's like six seven o'clock. And I'm like, where's the day? I've got no time left yeah. to spend with my family. Yeah. Um, that's only since I've had a family that I've had to find a way to to create more time. Yeah. And I don't like getting up in the morning. Mate. It's, it's, <laughs> but it's I've had to start getting up. I, I get to the gym for six o'clock in the morning. So I'm up at five o'clock in the morning. Nice. And I tell myself that I know that I'm going to be disappointed with myself if I get to work and I've had a lie-in. Mm. you know I've rushed to get to work instead of getting up early getting a coffee in getting to the gym feeling great and I'm set up for the day and the reason why I train is more psychological really for myself yeah it's not about like like I've, I've been doing it for 15 years and I, it's all for me about just getting in the zone yeah and, and set myself up for the day I tell you what I'm interested in when what you just said there was um, the the perspective of it. Like, I'll be disappointed in myself if I don't go. Yeah. Are you proud of yourself when you do? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. See, that's where you should focus. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people always think about what things are taking away from them, not what, what things are giving them. Yeah. You know, when somebody, um, you know, when somebody comes to me and we evidently have to look into their diet a bit more and it might be that we need to eat less food. Mm. So that means that in some scenarios, things need to be taken away from them. So, okay, what, what's the poison? Is it, is it wine? Is it biscuits? Is it cake, chocolate? What, yeah. what is it that you're, you know, what are your screw it foods? The ones that if I put, you know, like there are some people, if you put a bowl of crisps in front of here, if, like if I said to you right now, would you like some crisps? You'd be like, no, I'm okay. But if I bring a bowl of crisps in here, we'd both be doing this. <laughs> and it, it's, yeah. it's just that type of food. It's yeah, that hedonic yeah. sort of uh, food, isn't but it? Like, Going back to like a few things I said about like all the the little weird and wonderful things in the fitness industry that like you said, mm. people sort of manipulate you into thinking. Mm. I don't know how hard it is and why it's taking so long for people to understand that if you eat too many calories and you don't move enough, you're going to gain some sort of weight. And I think a lot of people confuse body fat with weight as well. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah, yeah weight is... Weight is especially uh, in men, men more yeah. than women, because women don't care about muscles as much as men, do they? No, it, it does seem to be a trend. I think there's a lot of um, old information that gets, you know, and you can look at it from many perspectives: psychological, sociological, whatever it is you want to look at it from. There's lots of reasons why women don't want muscles. Um, yeah. Uh, 
but and that's fine yeah and that is fine yeah it's fine you know um everybody's different and, and same for men not everyone wants to be dwayne johnson no but it's about understanding what you want you know there's there was people in the beginning who came to me who were you know I hate this term, but um, they were classified as morbidly obese. Um, yeah, which is just like yeah. the worst term ever. In is a it like a is that like a BMI thing? Um, it's, it could be multiple things. It could right. just be their weight oh, in general right. and uh, their weight to height. So yeah, the BMI, I suppose. But um, I don't like BMIs. So they don't. Well, no, you can be like six foot four and nineteen stone, full of muscle with no well, body the, fat. The, the, thing, the, obese. Thing, <laughs> the thing about BMIs is that they were. I, I was told once they were originally invented to measure weight over populations. Right. So there were there were three things involved in a BMI that can that can't be manipulated. Right. Okay. Um, one is their gender. One is their height, and one is their weight. And there's a calculation between height and weight and it gives you bmi hmm. that can be done over populations it d you don't need to know a lot about somebody to do that you don't need to but that's the problem yeah. and the f you know that was the the cure to that so that was sorry that was the solution to that problem measuring populations uh, it was also the problem <laughs> because when you bring it to an individual level you have a six foot five rugby player ripped to shreds who's a morbidly obese yeah. you know so it doesn't make sense no no you know? like and and you know they're like you said, ripped to shreds. They're yeah. healthy. They yeah. fit. Yeah. Um. They take care of themselves. Yeah. You but, know. But it's just like everything. It's like anything, isn't it? It's like you know, when you release this podcast, you'll get loads and loads of reviews from people saying how great it is. Mm. And then there might be one or not. Well, no, I'm or sure not. you will. <laughs> but but there might be one person who decides they don't like it. Yeah. That will be the one you obsess over. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and that's yeah. what will happen. And yeah. that's and that's what happens with with people is um, you know. Uh, a six foot five ripped shreds guy looks at the BMI and laughs at it, thinks it's silly. Yeah. You know? But there'll be some housewife who goes to the doctor because uh, they've got a chest infection, and their um, their doctor will tell them their BMI is too high and that they're morbidly obese and that they if they didn't have this weight that they need to yeah. lose that you know. And it's just like that's just, you know, guess what that does that destroys her self esteem, self confidence. And what does she do for that? She goes home and eats. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, so it's yeah. this perpetual it's a cycle. Vicious circle, you know? isn't it? And that's why for me. I realize at this time in my life that I need to come out of the fitness industry because if I want to make permanent change, I want to, through the medium of my podcast, have interesting conversations with people who are lifting the lid on this nonsense yep. and talking about, hey, look, you know, you've got to change the way you think because you do. There's lots of stuff that, you know, your body wants to follow routine all the time. That's what it would I'm, do. I'm terrible for that. It does. And, you know, That's what killed me in lockdown. So, yeah. like, I, I don't know. If I'm not, if I'm not training... I'm not eating right. Mm. If I'm not, and I sort of, I'm all or nothing. Yeah. I'm a kind of an all or nothing guy. I, you should I, look I don't into know perfectionism. Why. Perfectionism. Yeah. I, I think, I think much like myself, I suffer from some of this stuff myself and I'm working on it all the time. But like, like in the first lockdown, gyms were shut. Mm. I had a six kilo kettlebell. That was my missus kettlebell from like under the stairs. Yeah. And I was like, did it for about three weeks. Like, yeah, same for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just like, yeah, just chilled out, put on a load of weight. And do you know what? For the first time, I wasn't looking in the mirror mm. thinking, oh, I wish I, was, I had bigger arms or I, I wish I wasn't as chubby as I am. Or I, I just thought it doesn't matter. No, you, it, you, it know, you don't look like what you think. You look good, man. Yeah, when I walked in, I was like, well, I should have wore the, uh, <laughs> the thicker jumper, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's an extra small one, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, like, as as a young man who's, you know, um, especially in the gym, you know, mm. I've, like I said, I've been training for, for so many years now, and 
as a young boy, sorry, as a young young lad going in, uh, transitioning into a man, and you're in that sort of alpha male environment, like the gym that I used to train in, it was all guys, mm. and they're yeah. all bodybuilders, and I was a skinny little guy, and I put on a bit of size, and everyone's looking at, you know, he's, he's getting big, and, you know, and who cares? And, and and it's only taken it's taken me quite so many years to figure out that it doesn't matter how big your biceps are and how much that guy over there is lifting and oh his form's terrible yeah you're oh. missing the wood for the trees yeah aren't you? Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. now you, you're you're in a uh, small cult-like environment yeah. where what's important to these people is how strong you are um, how tanned you are, yeah. how big this is, how big that and is. And because they yeah. want people to like them. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. that yeah. That's okay. But it's like anything. Any, I'm not saying things are right or wrong. What I'm saying is you need to be aware of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, Once you're aware of them and you know that this is going on, mm. that this is what's happening. So when someone comes up to you, you know, um, sometimes when we wrestled, it was important to, to be bigger and everyone was trying to be bigger all the time. You know? right. And sometimes if you wanted to get in someone's head, they would walk up to you and they would say this one thing, have you lost weight? <laughs> and they would be like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, oh no, <laughs> savage, you know? Yeah. But but it was to get into their head. And yeah. it's like, you know, so they, they're aware of it enough to know that it can be used as a weapon, mm. but yet they still allow it to be used on them. Yeah. You know, and so it's about understanding. For me, you know, I, I've come to the, 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 the great place in life. And again, nothing's forever. You know, when, we le- when we're in self-development, it's every day. You know, you can nail Monday, but guess what? Return to default. Tuesday's got to start again. Yeah, All yeah. them limiting beliefs and insecurities and and values and belief issues that you have, they're all going to come back up again on Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's amazing how the day can start so so well yeah. and finish so badly or the other way around. Yeah. And that's down, like, like I, if I have a really bad day, I've had, say I've had a horrendous day, like I hit the snooze, snooze button i love that button yeah. and uh, <laughs> i took it off my phone <laughs> <laughs> i get normally an elbow yeah. if i don't get up. <laughs> um yeah like say uh, you know i've not i've not got my workout in i've not got a decent breakfast I, I, i've had late lunch i've just got something really rubbish mm. i've not drunk enough water mm. um you know i've not got enough sleep i've had some really bad jobs on in the day mm. i've got home late i'm a little bit worse for wear like i always try and tell myself right tomorrow is a new day yeah that that it because you can so easily carry that on to the next day can't you you can so easily just get bog yourself down yeah i mean it's it's what i was just saying to you about perfectionism um all of those things are are signs of perfectionism um and it's not an insult it's and it's very easy to be if you're a perfectionist to to mask it under the feeling of uh I just I'm just working harder than everyone else, yeah. and it, it doesn't help with things like social media. Keep grinding twenty four seven. You should be working when the others are sleeping. Oh it's, it's like nonsense. That it's whole like, like unsustainable. As much <laughs> as I like Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, like getting four hours of sleep at night is not a good thing. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not like that. You know, people people um, take that on as that's the way to be. You know, you know, like Dwayne Johnson is a very, as we mentioned a few times, very successful man, and he gets up at five a.m. He has to get up at five a.m. Yeah. Do you imagine how much he has to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't got much choice. Yes, yeah, exactly. And, and and when and when you're comparing yourself to somebody like that, don't lose sight of the fact that he is 
getting paid millions to look that way. Mm. That's a heck of a motivator. He, he's got a lot of yeah. pressure to look that way. A lot way. of pressure. Yeah. And, and, and he has a lot of anxieties and a lot of, um, not. I don't know this, but you know, I've seen interviews where he's saying, to, you know, he's looking at himself in the mirror before he goes out and does things and saying, you can do this. And mm. I'm like, well, of course you can, you're Dwayne Johnson. What, what, <laughs> you know? what, is, what is that like um, called when you're obsessed with how you look? Uh, I don't know. Like body... Like body dysmorphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that that's you get that more in like people that are obese, like mm. anorexic. Yeah, people that are, you know. Like Again, it comes from that should, doesn't it? Yeah, comes from that you should look this way. Why? Like no one asks why. And do you know what's interesting? Uh, one of the tricks that I use very often, um, if I haven't got a lot of time, um, because I want it, I want to make it clear that asking somebody why often isn't helpful because it, it makes them internalize how they feel and eventually they'll end up blaming themselves and it then has a, a negative effect. Yeah. But if you're trying to get to the bottom of something or at least prove a point, so maybe you're trying to get someone to understand that, um, that what they're saying is a house built on grass, so it's got no foundations. Yeah. You'll say, ask them why five times. And you'll find that by the time you get to the third why, they'll say, because it is. <laughs> and then you'll go, doesn't sound like that's got a lot of foundations to it. Should mm. we look into that? And it, they'll get frustrated. You know, nothing surprises me more than the, than the consistency of people defending things that they say they don't want. So somebody is unhappy. What do you mean by that? So somebody's unhappy with their weight. Someone's unhappy with their job. Yep. Someone's unhappy with their partner. But yet, as a friend, you start to challenge that. Well, why don't you do this? Well, yep. why don't you do that? And they get angry with you. You know, yeah, yeah. they get across at you, and, 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 yeah, yeah. And, they, and they say, "Well, you know, there's lots of stuff you don't understand. There's lots of stuff, and oh, well, help me understand. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter. Anyway, mm. let's not talk about it anymore. Yeah. You know, and it's because like you're challenging something that hasn't got any validity, hasn't got any foundations, and that's terrifying. It goes yeah. back to what we were saying before. You know, most of the time, truthfully and honestly, when it comes to self-development, permanent change, personal development, self-help, whatever it is, most people are too scared to know what they should do or what they could do because it means they have to change something probably quite big, you know? <laughs> and pe people are yeah. so, like, people want, uh, people, people want to, people do want to be, like, better, don't mm. they? And they do, wrong with that. Nobody wants to be, like, worse off. They always want to be, like, they might be happy with what they've got. Mm. And some people are. Some people are quite happy doing their nine to five. Yeah, absolutely. Earning an average wage and having an average life and just accepting life for what it is and being happy and grateful for what they've got oh man and that's, that's that, the there's dream. nothing wrong with that no that's that's perfect matter of fact i would i would take that in yeah. a heartbeat <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> unfortunately i'm not built that no, way no and neither am i and yeah. you know and some people just have that inkling to just do a bit more yeah and and i think one of the things that was always important to me as a trainer and now as a coach is exactly as you just said it's absolutely fine to want to make a change. That's fine. But don't do it because you hate yourself. Don't look in the mirror and say, I hate the way I look. I want to make a change because that motivation will not hold up when no. it gets hard. No. Look at yourself and go, I accept myself for who I am. I like the way I look. I wouldn't mind improving this because I love myself enough to do that. So I'm going to do that. So when it gets hard and I want to reach for that beer, or I want to reach for that chocolate, or I want to eat the bowl of crisps in the middle of the table, I'm going to go, no, you love yourself too much for that. 
no, <laughs> you, you want that you want you want this thing more don't yeah. you Johnny come on stop being silly yeah. and you can have like, you just laugh because and that's yeah. what you should be having fun with yourself yeah, yeah. you shouldn't be going no you're greedy fat you're this you're that you yeah, know yeah. all that I mean the worst for it in my experience are women some of the stuff they say to themselves the way they refer to themselves is heartbreaking mm. I have to tell my wife of all the time I say I know it's you saying it about yourself but I mm. still don't want to hear it no, yeah. <laughs> you know because it's horrible some of the stuff they say to themselves and there's no need for it no. you know like who says that you've got to be a size 12? Who says you've got to be able to do this and do that and that you should have, you know, like these days, if, you, if you're not careful, you know, you've got to have your eyebrows done, you've got to have your nails done, you've got to have your teeth whitened, you've got to have tanning, you've got to have extensions. It's like, well, no wonder you've lost your identity. <laughs> you know, and, it's, it, it, and, and if you want to do those things because you feel good about it and it makes yeah. you feel great, great. That's a brilliant reason to do it. But if you want to do it because of some external pressure, then I would look into that a bit more, mm. you know, if I'm honest. That's yeah, and like I think that comes down to, um, yeah, like if you're looking at other people for the answers to get to become happy. Mm. Like I wanted to touch on this anyway, but yeah, like you said, you know, if you're looking for, if you're comparing yourself Comparison. to other people, say you're comparing yourself to this size six model on Instagram that's got. 1.5 million followers yeah. and promotes clothes like there's nothing wrong with that by the way but you're not going to be that person necessarily are you you know you it, can only be you you can only be yourself <laughs> yeah and if you're trying to be like that like you know where i'm going with this don't you yeah i think so yeah <laughs> like p people people want oh i want to be like that but mm. what but why don't you want to be like yourself yeah, I mean, you know, what's wrong with being you? Yeah, well, this is this is the thing, and that's why I think fundamentally, you know, I'm moving towards self development outside of PT because I want to help and support somebody. Firstly, grow to love themselves before they make any changes. You know, like I I developed a, a course over lockdown, uh, and I'm releasing it hopefully in the next month, and it's called the Life School. And it works fundamentally on and helping people identify their values and beliefs. Because over time, we get misguided limiting beliefs. Other people give you theirs. Yeah. You, know, you know, you live with somebody, you start to adopt some of their behaviors and their limiting, uh, sorry, their, their values and their beliefs. And the fact is, your values, what you value most in the world, what you believe in most in the world, is your moral compass for making decisions and taking action day to day. Yeah. You know, so if that's misguided and you're not in line with that, mm. guess what? You're probably going to become unhappy. You're yeah. probably going to, you know, a great example was um, uh, my wife. She's a kind, charitable, beautiful soul. And when we first came to Cornwall, she, I mentioned the name of the company, but she could only get a job, which was basically ringing people and asking for money. And it, it destroyed her because that's not who she is no. that does not fit with her values at all matter of fact there was a risk that she was going to give some of these people her own money <laughs> at one point because she was so concerned she would go to sleep thinking about this story that someone had told her during the day multiple people about how they're they've got four kids and they haven't got any money and now you're ringing me and asking for this and i haven't got it and it, she wouldn't stop thinking about it mm. it would destroy her because yeah. her values and beliefs are charitable are kind she's just there's nothing wrong with that job i'm not saying it's good or bad i'm just saying that she didn't fit that mold yeah. and if you take that and you apply that context to your entire life if you're not living your values and beliefs which is really easy to do yeah. you will become unhappy yeah, yeah. you know you will become unhappy and you're consistently forcing yourself 
yourself to do things. And the other thing to that is that you have far more control over your life than you realize. You know, lots of people around you, you know, I, I, I enjoy this theory um, called your conditioned self versus your genuine self. Right. And what it's saying is that the world around you from the moment that you're born all the way to where you are now has conditioned you to be a certain way. You can't do this when you're here. You must wear that when you're there. You must do this. You must do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. Mm. Before you know it, you're conditioned to behave and be a certain way. Well, what does it look like when you're just you? when you're just genuinely yourself. A good example of it is, and I see it a lot, I work a lot with women, I work a lot with mothers. And a lot of mums, a lot of women, they put aside a lot of their own values, needs and beliefs in life to look after their children. And they grow up, uh, they bring their children up and they sacrifice a lot, you know, a lot of sleep, a lot of time, a lot of things that they wanna do that they just can't do because they haven't got time and all these things and they slowly lose their identity over time yeah, yeah. and then but their I, kids I, yeah they, i definitely well their kids get older and their kids go off to uni and they go for this massive identity crisis who am i without my children who am i when i'm not mum who am i when i'm not this that you know they don't know who they are anymore no. and they become super unhappy you know and and in, and in a lot of cases i've seen people go on to antidepressants because they can't cope with it they don't understand they're, they're confused they're 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 stuck they're absolutely stuck. And, and for me, I know when I'm in the right place with working with somebody, when they can't articulate how they feel, they just say, I'm just stuck. And I go, okay, I can help you with that. Because oh. what that means to me is very possibly they've just fallen out. They want out. to become unstuck as well. They do, they yeah, want to, they but they just don't know change. how. Yeah. They don't know how. And my job is not to give, as a coach, I do not give answers, I do not give advice. You know, What I do is I sit with you and I support you in you because all the answers are in you they have to be they can yeah. only be but I, how am i going to tell you what you want no exactly <laughs> and doesn't make any but sense. some people are willing to accept that aren't yeah. they some people are willing to accept that like you just said like we just said then people want to make a change yeah so some people are willing to accept that life is just what it is at the minute yeah and they don't want to yeah. make change i mean i'm, I'm not I'm or they don't know how to yeah that, that's I where think, you come I, in i think i think that's i think that's a, a better way of explaining i i i think People wouldn't, if, if people accept, when you accept something, there's a piece that comes with acceptance. There's a huge piece that comes with acceptance. Um, realizing, and that's the cure to perfectionism, is realizing, you know, I, if you're anything like me, you'll probably laugh now. How often, daily, hourly, minutely, do you try to influence a situation that's no longer within your influence? <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, I do it a lot. I do it a lot. You know, I'll, I'll do something and I'll know that right, right here is where my influence stops. But I'm still meddling way past that point. And I'm like, I should just stop here and allow and submit to the universe and say, let that be what it is. Yeah. It either work or it won't. Yeah, I've done yeah, all yeah. I can do now, you know. Um, but I think when it comes to acceptance, it, there's a piece that comes of it. And if somebody is stuck and they feel stuck and they, and they want to be unstuck or they, they're aware of being stuck, then they may not have accepted it, but they, they might just not have the strength, you know, to, 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 to push through that barrier. You know, when you break your leg, um, you get given a crutch, you know, until you're strong enough to walk on your leg. Mm. And that crutch is temporary and you know it's temporary. You don't get given a crutch and think, okay, this is me for the rest of the life. And I've yeah. gone to me, you know, Johnny now comes with a crutch. <laughs> you know, it's not that, is it? You know, and I think that, that's if just offering a little bit of support until you're back on your feet. Yeah, and I think yeah. and I think if any if, if antidepressants do anything, 
that's what it does. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not going to speak about antidepressants. I'm not qualified to, but, but, you know. Sorry, touching on that, I watched a documentary recently with, do you know the rugby player, Joe Marler? Oh, I think, I think. Have I you seen, seen that? I, don't, I saw it advertised and it's so on my list to watch. He, he was, I, well, I also watched a podcast with him and James Haskell mm. and he was touching yeah, on. That was hilarious. Yeah, it was. <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah, you've got to go and watch that. Yeah, um, I think I will. <laughs> uh, so when Joe was, uh, when he was speaking about like going on to antidepressants, he was really reluctant to do that. Mm. Mm. And uh, he spoke to the doctor at the, at the rugby club that he's, he 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 plays for and you know he was like why are you so reluctant to go onto these onto this onto the medication he's like well you know i, I feel like i can do it myself mm. um and you know i you know i don't i've heard a lot of bad things about them and you know and he, and he was like well compare it to if you were ill and you're in hospital and the doctor gave you antibiotics to make you better mm. would you take them and he said, well, yeah. And he said, so why won't you take... So that's for your body, it's your physical body. So why won't you take antidepressants, yeah. this, you know, take these meds to help your mind? And, you know, yeah. that they're going to help you come better in a way. You know, you yeah. might be on them for longer than some other people. You might not be. But, you know, they are there to help you. They are. They're, they, they, antidepressants are, I believe, and this is my personal belief, they are like a crutch. And obviously there yeah. are exceptions to the rules. There are people that have got deep and, and serious mental illness and, and I'm not talking about those people. No. I'm talking about everyday people that are stuck, they are struggling and they need a bit of a crutch, a little bit of help to, to get through that hard point to they're strong enough to, to, to look after themselves. But the key to that part is this. When you break your leg and you have a crutch, there is most likely some sort of rehabilitation. Yeah, There's yeah. some homework yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the bit that people miss because going on antidepressants is okay as long as alongside it you're doing some work on yourself to identify what's happening with yeah, you, you know, absolutely. And, and how you feel and like you've got like the chemical imbalance and things yeah, like that but yeah. like say for instance i don't know if we say if we talk about ptsd right yeah uh say someone was suffering with ptsd you know things are really struggling they've gone to the doctors the doctor's gone uh, right. Well, I'm going to give you some anti antidepressants to help you help you with this. Yeah. Um, sometimes I think people think that the antidepressants are going to give them all the answers. Yeah, the the fix. Yeah. And it's it's just it's like you said, it's just a crutch. Yeah. And I think you know having PTSD isn't a chemical imbalance. That's that's a situation that's happened in your life, and you know you need to work work out work that out don't well you? There, there's some science to say that um, PTSD like said, is you know. unprocessed um, memories it's, un, it's unprocessed thoughts it's unprocessed experiences so if you and I go through an experience together and we process it and we put it in the past we're mm. able to move on from it yeah but um it's almost like uh if a record's going around do you remember records and they get stuck sometimes yeah, yeah, and yeah. they would just replay the same thing over and over again and and that's how i look at ptsd and i think you know the science has said in some cases that if you can go back and revisit their memories and process them correctly because the other thing to that is every time we revisit memories in our mind we change them a little bit because yep. you might be really happy one day and you start thinking about something that happened to you, but your 
looking at it through the lens of being happy. Yeah. Next day, you might look at it through the lens of being anxious or the yeah. lens of being scared or the yeah, lens yeah. of, you know, and every time you go back to that memory, you alter it in some way, you know, and you've affected that memory. And then next time you go back, you're, you're looking at it through the lens of <laughs> multiple lenses, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And it becomes like a house of mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> but know? like, it, it is a funny one. I, I do think that, like, obviously, it's, it's very well known that there's not enough support for mental health no, anywhere really is there yeah, especially in Cornwall it's, it's, really it's getting better yeah. but it, it's, it's nowhere near well people like Ross are doing Man yeah. Down and uh, obviously George's Voice and Sophie yeah. and then you've got people like Lifetime in Truro that they're, they're great but what, like just touching on like on the meds like like a, a, a GP isn't a mental health practitioner they're no, not there to no. give you all the answers well, they, they are a general practitioner they are <laughs> but yeah I think it's very easy for them to just go, there you go. Yeah. And people Especially will take when they've only got 10 minutes. And yeah, people will take them and they probably won't go and get the help they need. They're just right. happy to sit on these meds and not actually address the issues that are causing them to need the, men, yeah. need the meds. And it's, it's, it's quite a strange sort of, I wouldn't say it's a corrupt industry, no, but it's it's definitely it's, it's um, sort of just it, yeah it's it's mis, it's it's misaligned. It, it is it's, yeah. It's not the thing about self development. You know, as a coach, I'm not a psychotherapist and I'm no. not a counselor. No, but you know, if I was to define coaching, uh, the difference is that we're forward focused. Coaches are forward focused. We we will acknowledge your trauma and things that have happened to you because inevitably it's keeping you where you are. Yeah. But we're not there to, you know, you don't need to tell me your stories as such. You can, if you want to, but I won't be commenting on it, but it's about being forward focused. It's about taking you from where you are to where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you want to be a Hollywood movie star. It just means you want to be maybe in a better place or more positive place or whatever. But, um, a lot of the time when people take antidepressants, as you say, that they might think that that's it, they're on antidepressants for the rest of their life. And in some cases that might be true. Yeah, yeah. But most cases, um, you do that self-development alongside it, you yeah. know, so you focus on yourself because the truth be told, there is no book, there is no course, there is no um, person, seminar, whatever, that's going to fix you. And first of all, you don't need fixing, you're not broken. It's just a couple of things are a bit out of line. You know, values and beliefs probably is, is the one I would go to first. Yeah. And the way I describe that is, you know, it's hard telling you, talking to you about computers because you only just got one. But, but <laughs> you realize that. On, on <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, shots fired. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but like, uh, you know that there's going to be updates on this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So App Store will tell you, oh, you know, you need to update to the latest program. Yeah. Well, if you don't do that, your computer will start to slow down. Yeah, yeah. Programs will stop working correctly. And that's your values and beliefs for human beings. You know, you need to update them because guess what? Your values and beliefs when you're 16 are not the same as when you've got a kid at 35. Absolutely <laughs> They're not. They're very, no. very different. Mate, I'm you're not that old, are I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I am. I'm older than that. <laughs> yeah, I was 41 on Friday. Uh, but yeah. I wasn't going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, you know, so if you think of it like that, it, it's a software you're running in your, you know, your body is the hardware. The yeah. software that you're running is your values and beliefs. Yeah. And if your values and beliefs are outdated, you're going to feel slow. Yeah, Things yeah. aren't going to work. No. Things aren't going to move the way they want to move, you know. So if you get stuck and you're in a really dark place and, you you know, God forbid you're considering, you know, doing bad things. There will be people watching this that might be, you know. And, yeah. And yeah. Then first, first things first, get help. 
absolutely get help. Lean on people, get support. Choose the right people if you can, but yeah. at this point, if you're really in a dark place, then get help. And like I said, there are places here in Cornwall, and uh, you know, I can only really speak of Cornwall, um, uh, you know, man down for men. It's just yeah. been a game changer, yeah, yeah. you know? And what, what Ross has done with that is, is yeah, incredible, and I, Brad as well. What yeah. they've done with man down is incredible. Yeah, and, and they're going from strength to strength. And you know, you can only, only wish them um, success because one day you might need them. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? It's not because guess yeah. what? No one's immune to this stuff. No, Nobody no. is immune to this stuff. Yeah. You know, everybody suffers with uh, mental, emotional health problems. You know, that's that's something that I, I remember because um, Prince Harry, is it, I'm sure it's Prince Harry's quite um, like I think he's an ambassador for mental health, mm. and um, he touched on something once in a speech that he gave, and he said we've all got mental health. Mm. So when someone says, like, if someone's struggling, um, they go, oh, they've got mental health. Well, yeah, everyone's got mental health. Yeah. They're just, their mental health's a little bit yeah. worse for wear. Mental health challenges. Yeah, they've got, <laughs> everyone's got mental health. And people put it as a, like, oh, they've got mental health. But, like... Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. No, <laughs> like, no, no. All, it's, it's the challenges, isn't yeah. it? And it's like people often striving for uh, for happiness. Yeah. Happiness is deliberately and intentionally a fleeting feeling. You know, you only know you're happy because you're not you're not so happy other times. And I think it's a temporary feeling within us. And people feel like they have to be happy all the time. That's not happiness. That's no. manic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you if you meet somebody who has challenges, um, you drive yourself crazy trying to be happy twenty four seven. Yeah, you, you can't yeah. be, and it's not it's not good for you. Could you imagine in certain situations? Imagine you know you're walking down an unsafe neighborhood and some guy approaches you and it, you know he's aggressive or whatever. Like, there's a reason why we've got that aggression and mm. anger is to yeah, defend yeah. ourselves, yeah. protect ourselves. And God, God forbid our family's with us. You yeah, know? yeah. And you're not going to go, hi. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm going to kill you with kindness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, it might work. I think I'd be scared. <laughs> <laughs> you probably you know, be like, yeah, I'm not going to bother. You know, but, you know, delicately, uh, you know, you meet people with, and I'm, I'm, I mean this respectfully, and, and I'm, I'm trying to put this as delicately as I can. Um, if you meet people with, with bipolar, you know, there, there's a spectrum of being depressed all the way through to being really happy. And when they're really happy, that it's considered manic, you mm. know, and they get stuck in that. And I don't know a lot about it, so I shouldn't really talk a lot about it really, but you know, it's how it's been described to me by others. And it's the idea of that we should be happy all the time is just unrealistic and unsustainable. And you set yourself up for failure. And then guess what that does? It chips away your self-esteem and your self-confidence and you feel failure. Yeah. You know? And I think people, look for happiness in the wrong wrong ways in the wrong areas externally yeah, externally mostly. like yeah. we touched on earlier about um social media yeah people think that that is the key to like what they're they that person's life that that they're posting on their fake instagram page mm. um is you know that that's happiness when it's, it, it's a game it's a game yeah, yeah it is a, if you look at it in every sense and purpose um you know i was a big fan of, of nintendo when i was a kid i used to play mario you know stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. mario yeah. Kart and all yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff it's a game social media is a game you know you and it's a game that you can cheat at yeah it, you know we can all cheat Definitely. you know when you go to the magazines and you get the yeah. hack codes and you're invincible and all this sort of stuff you can buy followers like you can uh, edit your photos yeah and you can, yeah i, like, <laughs> you I know, know people i know people that have got a lot of followers and like i know what they look like 
<laughs> and you know, like I, I don't say anything. It's not. It's not. It's not my place to say. But yeah, you, you it, know, it's more about them, though, isn't it? I uh, think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's about them and their and and well, I don't know what it's about. But I, can pretend I, to I think that people, like we we're saying, people searching for happiness and mm. trying to find it externally. Yeah. They're never going to be happy because they're not looking within themselves yeah. for happiness. But that's why gratitude is so important. Yeah. Because gratitude is gratitude is practicing acknowledging your happiness every day yeah so yesterday um my son gave me the best cuddle ever and it made me happy yeah my dog did something ridiculous and that tell you what makes me happy yep. watching my dog eat a crisp <laughs> it's oh, the funniest right. <laughs> thing i've ever seen in my life it makes me laugh so much it makes me happy but that's happiness in it that that's what happiness is it's that it's that it's that feeling contentment could be something you could maybe look look for you could feel content with your life like you spoke about you know you've got this wonderful life you know you've got like nice 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 family set up nice home set up you know contentment it's not perfect no nothing's perfect no. because you know inevitably for all of us around the corner as as life has proved just recently it, it could be illness could mm. could be people losing people could be losing your job it, it could be all sorts of things that come along and and that's part of the roller coaster of life you know uh and guess what it will make you unhappy and that's probably the right emotion mm. you know i've never when i was wrestling if i got punched really hard in the face i didn't look up and say thanks because <laughs> you know, it's like i wasn't happy like, about do, it hurt do, do they actually punch you like oh I, yeah i always yeah. just think that they like i don't no, know listen wrestling right people talk about it as it's fake it's not fake it's scripted right you know, we, we were told when we were going to win and lose yeah but when we got in the ring depending on who it was it hurt like hell yeah, yeah. i remember sitting in car journeys coming back from um events not being able to move just <laughs> slowly turning to stone <laughs> you know and i'll just be like you know there's no way you can leave the ground and land and it not have an impact on you oh yeah you know and when no matter get, how bouncy the ring yeah is, i mean yeah. and a lot of them wasn't a lot of them was just plywood and a piece of mat that's probably about 50 years old <laughs> you know so uh yeah it was a. Uh, yeah, it was an experience. But, yeah. but yeah, you know, happiness is a fleeting emotion and just like anger is, you know, and you can get stuck in those emotions. And again, it comes back to that self-awareness. And yeah. when you talk about social media, it's the perfect tool, you know, for, for, for disrupting that. Yeah. You know, you've got comparison. You know, it's very easy to look on there, take a snapshot of somebody's life and compare yourself to it especially when you're not, you know, lockdown was terrible for that. Yeah. Most of us didn't get out of our loungewear. We're sat around the house. We're struggling with homeschooling. Mm. You know, we, we're not allowed to go out. We're not, we've got all these restrictions. And then you've got some guy living his life in Dubai yeah. or well, someone like that. And it's like, I, wow. I've, I've sort of changed how I look at social media. Yeah. Like I've got a bit of a love hate relationship with it. So I've recently sort of gone into who I follow and sort of unfollowed quite a few people that really I, that. I feel that aren't really offering any value to myself. So unless they're friends or their family or they're someone I'm interested in, like who are of value, then I'm not really interested in someone six pack in Dubai. Yeah. It does yeah. nothing for it's, me. It's, it's, there's and, narcissists, isn't yeah. it? You know. And yeah, it's. I think it's strange Like when we're talk, like, talking about happiness is that social media people find the social i think it's sort of spread to like generate i remember when my grandparents and like old, older people never had facebook <laughs> and all of a sudden like pat from the post office now has facebook who's like in her late 70s yeah. and she's going in on this guy about something she knows nothing about mm. and it's like 
there's a lot of hate yeah coming yeah. out of nowhere yeah well I, I put a video on uh, social media called stop spreading hate i've seen that and yeah. uh have you read the comments yeah i did I, and i know which one you're talking about it, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was it was it was quite it was quite incredible to me because I, I i thought to myself i i wanted to reply could maybe watch the video again yeah yeah because <laughs> i'm not talking no about you did the right thing by not replying no i think it's best uh, yeah. you know it got it did get to me i'm not gonna lie you know i did yeah. i did read some of that and frustration think, yeah well i want to help i want i want to understand that thinking and and offer a p different perspective i just think they did she like well sorry <laughs> <laughs> i just think that, that person or people they mm. they just I don't think they fully understand. No, no. And that's okay. That You know, you're only ready to understand what you're ready to understand. Mm. And, uh, you know, there's a great um, uh, proverb I heard once. And it's uh, a son looks to their dad and says, dad, every year you get smarter and smarter. And it's because the child is understanding is growing. And, you know, one day they hear something and it doesn't mean anything. And the next day they hear it and they go, ah, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, and that's, and that's where people are, you know, like you don't know till you know, which is a very annoying statement, but it happens to have a lot of value, but yeah, you know, comparison is a big deal on, um, you know, like if me, me and you were, say you were arguing with your, your missus, right. And, uh, you wouldn't stop midway and take a photo or selfie, would you? And then post it. Because why would you want anyone to yeah. know you're arguing? But gosh, if you're out at a cocktail party living your best life, you yeah. might do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? And, and that's the problem. We're only, we're only getting one side of the argument. It's like when you read, um, when you read uh, or see social media posts and they've taken one piece of a study and they've manipulated the results to look like it supports a certain view. And that's what they do with social media. You get false information and it creates, and mainly it creates unrealistic expectations. Yeah. You have somebody who is probably taking performance enhancing drugs, um, is uh, paid basically, it's their job to look a certain way. Yeah. And then they promote a shake or they promote a certain diet and they may not say it, but the implication is that this is how they achieved it. You know, and then before you know it, you know, you've got lots of people who are further perpetuating their, their problem yep. by now having a failed diet on their thing. That, well, well they can do it. That's, why can't I? That, you know? that, that sort of, you know, I reckon since maybe like in the last 10 years, like the whole secret about like, like, say, okay, we'll go for instance, for instance, say within the fitness industry, bodybuilders, yeah. right? Yeah. So they used to deny taking any like performance enhancing drugs yeah categorically deny it yes and then one of them opened up and said oh yeah we all do it like arnold he yeah. he said it and i think someone else and all the other guys were like all oh, right now we've got to tell the truth mm. but you read the magazines and it will say i take this creatine mm. i take this protein yeah. and like you just yeah. said you think oh that's the key to, you know and it's it's there's so much more to it than that. Yeah, it's it's, so it's hidden more. behind something else. Yeah, to, to, to achieve, when you look at somebody like that, that is elitist results. That's top shelf results. That's yeah. an overwhelming amount of dedication to one thing. Um, most people aren't willing to do that. No. And that's all right. That's the right way to be potentially. Because people have got normal lives. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you know, like we can't, we can't do that. We no. can't do that. And, uh, you know, when it comes to performance enhancing drugs, you know, in most cases, what it do does is it enables you to recover, you know? So 
you, me and you can, you know, for example, I'm 40, I was 41 on Friday, um, a c- couple of Fridays back, and he, but he, he, I hope he listens to this because he ruined me. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my uh, podcast producer, who's right. in his 20s, he came over to train with me in the gym and he went off and he lived his life. I couldn't walk for a week because <laughs> he's in his 20s. Yeah, and yeah. it's like I say to my clients all the time, it's not what you can do, it's what you can recover from. Yeah. And if you take performance-enhancing drugs, you'll be able to recover from it. However, there are lots of downfalls to taking performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah. And actually, when, it comes, when it's all said and done, really, what does it give you? So you've got a six-pack, you're, you're built and all these things, or you've, you've lost weight and you've achieved your goal. But what then? Yeah all of a sudden you find yourself still unhappy. Yeah. All right, so it didn't make me happy. So what does that mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It just... Like, yeah, like people looking for that as the answer to their happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Find out what your values and beliefs are. Challenge your limiting beliefs. Figure out what you want from life and start constructing your life towards being that person. Yeah. You know, that is that is the advice I give to someone who wants to make positive change. Yeah. You know, you, 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 the other part to that as well is your influences. Understanding what influences you. And it's most often people. So there'll be people in your life that, and I, I don't like the term toxic people because I don't believe that there are toxic people. I believe there are toxic behaviors. Yeah, so I don't yeah, think yeah. there are toxic yeah. people. I don't think anyone is inherently bad. You know, (laughs) I think some people will disagree with that, but but I like to believe that's my preference. I like to believe that no one's inherently bad. They've just learned really bad behaviors uh, and that's been supported by their environment. You know, if you take some of the worst people in history, their environment supported that behavior, you know, and and so, you know, where you are. So people, places and things, they they are what influence us. So would you say like you are a product of your environment? Or because, like, for your for you, taking you as an example, mm. you aren't that product of that. Inv- I wouldn't say. Oh, no, no, no. You no. wouldn't. Do you no, know what I mean? I, Where I was, you've I, come now. Yeah, I was a product of my environment at the time. At the time, right. yeah, and that's what's important to understand. And that's you know that's where you find yourself unhappy. See, I was conditioned as a kid to be unhappy. Hmm. You know, I was being beaten. You know, a lot at home. There was psychological and physical violence. Um, at school I was dyslexic and undernourished so I was not sporty or academic so I was failing at that Um, I was a mixed race so you know building relationships as white and black people there was a problem with being accepted because I was neither you know so in all areas of my life I was being let down Um, so at the time I was unhappy the problem is when I become happy or my environment supports happiness I'm unable to accept it because I don't know how no. You know, and it took me a long time. I remember going into, I, I, I went to a therapy session. And the first therapy session I went into, I looked at this lady across from me and she said, why are you here? And I said, I have no financial problems. I have a gorgeous wife. I live in a wonderful house and I've got the job of my dreams. Why am I so unhappy? That was the first thing I said to her. You know, there were days where I'd disappear into a dark room and I wouldn't come out for a day or two because I just wasn't able to function, you know. I ended up using alcohol as a support mechanism for a little while and that didn't serve me. No. <laughs> it worked at the time, you yeah. know, stopped me from being in my own thoughts, but um, obviously it has negative things that go along with it. So, you know, your environment, my environment now supports the person I want to be and the person I'm realizing I am. You yeah. know, I keep talking about who I want to be and I said this to my friend the other day and he says, Johnny, you know you are that person, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, 
<laughs> I hadn't. No, I hadn't reminded. I had not realised that, you know, I, I want to be a person that helps people. I want to be a person that supports people. I want to be seen as a positive person. Yes, I want to be successful. Nothing wrong with that, hmm. you know. But success to me doesn't mean what it means to somebody else. It doesn't mean I no. want to be super rich, super famous. No, no, no. It doesn't mean any of that. Success to me is when there's a litany of people that say, thank you, Johnny, you helped me, you yeah. supported me. I don't want the credit for it, no. you know, but I want to know I was involved in that process. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like if, if this, ha- if, if I can have this podcast, I, I, you know, I have no aspirations to be famous. I don't know anyone want to be famous. For, no, it doesn't but sound fun, does no, it? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but I just want this podcast and the people to come on it to, you know, help people watching this someone might be watching this and just be like do you know what that's right mm. what he's just said is, is absolutely right i need to do that yeah I, I i've i've got this idea of you know i've been i've been I, you know i've had a child you know and i've i'm trying to get back into work mm. i don't want to do that career anymore yeah i don't want to work at tesco's not that there's anything, anything wrong with working at tesco's but no but they want more, more i, I, yeah. I want to set up my own business and i don't know how to do that or you know I don't have the courage to do that. Mm. And if this podcast can help someone just watching this go, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. Then yeah. Yeah. that to me is a success. And it will do that. It will do that. You know, one of the things that I've learned about having a podcast myself is that, that it does do that. And people don't always tell you, No, you know, you might, you might find out, you know, you might, you've not been at parties and stuff, but you might go to a barbecue and someone will go, do you know that podcast you listened that you did with so and so? I said, yeah. They say that was amazing. Honestly, from that moment on, I've been buzzing. I've done this. I've done that. I've gone and done this course, and now I'm doing this. And my managers noticed it. And yeah. Like, and it's just like, wow, that's from awesome. one podcast makes it all worth it. <laughs> you know, it does. It yeah, does. Yeah. That's why you do it. That's not even about co- that's about coaching. And yeah. it might not even been me that said something. It might have been the guest. So what? Yeah. I don't care how people get there. I don't need to have the credit. I just no. need to know that I was involved. <laughs> so what's next yeah. for you? Where, where where are you taking your? So you, obviously your podcast is doing really well yeah uh and you know now you like to come away from the fitness industry you said yeah uh, i think I, I think i've done my bit for the fitness industry um i think that um as a person i've i've evolved past that now and i think that i've learned enough about myself and i'm confident enough in myself now to to realize that i can step away from that that crutch yeah you know, of of the fitness industry is what i always knew what I always was I was always a gym guy you know and and now I'm not you know I'm not a person I'm a family man I care about people's uh feelings emotions and I always have but I've always denied that part myself but as I said I've you know the podcast is is doing great um really grateful for that um and my focus now is is life talk life talk yes the the self-development podcast um on all popular platforms (laughs) (laughs) but it's the life school that is going to do it for, for me now. Um, you know, I put a lot of work into it and we've done some trials and there's been a significant amount of people on the trials that have, have been confident enough to come off antidepressants, which is a great sign. That's awesome. It wasn't the intention of it because it's not a, I'm not a psychotherapist, I'm not a counsellor, but it's amazing when you get people to start looking internally at themselves what, what can come out of it. Yeah. And it is all them. I am strictly supporting people. That's all I'm doing. I'm not try- I'm not giving anyone any answers or any advice. I'm just supporting people and I'm forcing them to look at themselves in the right way yeah. and it, so that they're able to uh, to move forward. So that's where I'm focusing at the moment, the live school that's hopefully launching within the next month if awesome. there's no issues. <laughs> nice. 
yeah. well mate thank you so much for coming on no, thank uh, you for asking me i'm really grateful and uh, for this. i've really enjoyed doing this same uh <laughs> yeah i think we've covered some really good uh interesting things and uh I think people will take something from this so uh, i hope, so, I hope yeah. so and as i said thank you so much for inviting me on um the fact that you would want to sit and have a conversation with me and record it is is an honor so cheers, <laughs> <laughs> so cheers for that. and uh, yeah same <laughs> all right yeah so uh yeah you're gonna see the podcast in a couple of days so uh yeah oh really oh, wow yeah, hopefully oh, turning that over that quickly yeah. good <laughs> i'll hold you to that you might edit this out yeah I might do. <laughs> cheers mate yeah cheers thank buddy. you thank you cheers yeah nice one